Welcome to Mock Footage. I really like movies. I do too, but I haven't seen too many. And that's why we're going to watch a bunch together. We'll make sure to keep it swear-free for Grandma. Definitely, and we will be talking about major plot details, so consider this your spoiler warning. Oh, I wonder what we're going to watch this week. Hello everyone, my name is Joseph Langlois, and this week we will be returning with the movie Luca. My name is Ray Hiroso, and I like Italian mermaids. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't like a good Italian mermaid, you know? Can you give me your best Italian accent? Um, (laughs) Say something a mermaid would say. Hold on, wait, I got it. Wait, hold Uh on. Um... Wow, it's uh, sure a wet the here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you you pulled me away to another realm. Um, my, my other one was Mama Marina. It's incredible that you're you're just quoting Luca like perfectly without having ever seen the movie. Um anyway i'm so glad we're back here <laughs> so yeah it's it's been a while it has been a few weeks since we've last recorded we've had some some changes to our lives well namely ray um, hello you you've been moving around the country and you know it takes time to pack boxes and also unpack them am i right absolutely and now all of that has been done for the mm-hmm. time being yes and the other important life change i think that we're both going through is that we've been playing pokemon unite Yes, a so, lot of Pokemon Unite. Yeah, I, a I just, lot of Pokemon Unite. Just, just wanted to give an update. Want to make sure everybody knows why the show has been coming out late. It's because of Pokemon. <laughs> it really isn't. It's because I moved. Everybody, hi, I hello, hi. My name is Ray Hirosa. I have moved. I'm sorry for any inconveniences I have caused you, but more importantly, any con- inconveniences I have caused myself. We're gonna make up for it by. Um, Watching by Luca covering ten a times. movie that was in high demand when we went on hiatus. <laughs> you know what? We're bringing the the talks back. We're bringing the discourse back. Yeah. Uh, so let's. Yeah. Everyone. The, the the cultural zeitgeist has had a few weeks to sleep on Luca, and you know, let those opinions settle. Let's see if we can't shake anything up. But uh, we we have to watch the movie first, and before we do that, as is custom, Ray. You have to tell me everything that happens in Luca to the best of your memory. Absolutely. Uh, in Luca, a little Italian boy named Mario uh-huh. uh, meets the- another Italian boy <laughs> named Luigi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Mario uh, is secretly part mermaid, uh, and his family knows that, but they don't like talking to any about it. And then he meets Luigi, and uh, for summer vacation, like his Mario's family spends in Luigi's town, mm-hmm. and like a lot of people there are mermaids, and okay. it's all fine and chill. It, and they his, hang is, out. Is Mario's family mermaids, or is it just uh, Mario? No. Okay, Mario's adopted. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Go on. But, like, they love him very much. There's nothing bad with the family. Okay, okay. Um, It's just not something they are used to and understand quite yet. They're not not mermaids themselves, so they don't really have a connection to that touchstone. Right. Um, So, like, this is a great moment for Mario. And, like, he and Luigi hang out. And, like, Luigi even comes back in, like, the second half of the movie to Mario's town. And they just 
be friends and like get to know each other and understand mermaid culture a bit better. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, Luigi has to leave and it's very sad. Yeah. Because maybe um, they're never friends again because cell phones don't exist yet. Right. Because this, so is this is 1890. Like, okay, 1890, Italy, Italy, Italy. not Italy. Um, yes. 1890, Italy, and there's mermaids. So so in the one town, the mermaids are a little bit more prevalent. Does, does Luca discover any more connections to this town? Like, is What it, do you mean connections? So like... You know, you, or not Luca, sorry, Mario. Um, Mario has been adopted. I, I don't know how I got that mixed up because I was going to ask you who Luca is. Um, <laughs> we'll get there. And, and how, how they fit into the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mario, rather, is, is from a non-mermaid area, but is a mermaid and was adopted. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. Are we led to believe that he his parents were from this mermaid town or or some other it's not uh, not no like they're from somewhere else okay that's not like the point of the movie got it got it okay it's Um, not i need to find my mermaid parents it's i just don't understand mermaid culture culture and and he gets to learn that by visiting luigi's town and befriending luigi yes um i suppose are are there any other? Uh, well, who's Luca? Let's let's let's. Luca's Luigi's sister, and Mario inadvertently outs her as a mermaid to some folks who do not know that mermaids exist, and it's a very contentious point in the movie. Oh, when they when they come when, when Luigi they... and Luca come to visit Mario. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. I see. Uh, like, and it's like a very tenuous situation and they have to like de-escalate it mm-hmm. and and then we get some resolution in that and that like it's fine sure like at, like everybody was basically overreacting especially the kids because right. you know they didn't understand that this secret like it's a very important secret but like it's okay if other people find out but it's not your choice to let other people find exactly, out. Exactly, right. Yeah, it's not up to you to to let people into that information. Now, I have a question for you unrelated mm-hmm. to the movie. If you, like, if it was revealed to you that I was a mermaid. You are. Thank you. Uh, how would you react? <laughs> like, or not me. Like, just, just maybe somebody that you don't know quite as well. Um, that maybe somebody you've known for a year or two, you, you find proof on accident that they are a mermaid what's your reaction i mean it's not my place to know okay i wouldn't make a big deal of it so you wouldn't be like oh they're a freak we have to tell the government and do experiments on them no that's always the fear right i don't understand where that comes from i guess there are people out there that have that reaction but i'm not one of them yeah i mean in our in our circles we won't but like you know also media portrayals are like exaggerated but also there are people who would do that yeah. So, um, can you tell me anything about the big race? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you said the big race. I'm like, you mean the whales species? <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Um, it's a bike race mm-hmm. across mm-hmm. the Italian countryside. Um, and the the thing about it is, is that it rains. Half, uh, part way through and uh-huh. water I'm sorry I didn't mention this getting wet is what reveals you to be a mermaid just like an H2O okay um, <laughs> <laughs> okay um, and like the kids have to like 
kind of fall back and not be in the front lest they be revealed to be mermaids okay. from the rain. So they they're avoiding the rain. To, yeah, they still managed to win, but like it, it was like a, this hiding this part of ourselves can be detrimental kind of I see, lesson. I see, I see. Um, so that, that race then takes place in Mario's hometown mm-hmm. where mermaids are not like common knowledge. Right. It's after like he outs Luca, Luigi's sister right. as a mermaid. Um, and like they solve that and then it's the big race and all three of them are working together to like finish that. Okay. Um, can you tell me anything about the island? Because I, I like I think that the island is an underrated character in this movie. You mean the big whale? <laughs> yeah, the big whale. <laughs> the big the whale. Big, no, the big whale that moves around sometimes, and when it's no, there, the, it's. In... You're talking about the island where a lot of the mermaid civilization exists, which is very beautiful, and there's a lot of waterfalls, and it's very pretty. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where the yeah. where the mermaid civilization exists. Yeah, and everyone is just very carefree and okay. is happy and there's no stress and sadness there. Okay. So is that like a bulk of the movie just takes place in this like wonderland where Luigi and Luca are from? And that's on the uh, island? About the first third to a half of the movie. Okay, okay. Takes place there. Okay. And then, and then we come back in the second act or the second half, and we get all the tension with Luca being outed and the bike race and having to hide your identity. Mm-hmm. And what's the resolution of this movie? Like, what? Like, clearly, there's all this tension of them hiding their identities. I have to imagine that gets broken at some point. Well, no. Luigi and Luca go back. Okay. And Mario has to stay with his family. Okay. Of course, still decides to keep his mermaid identity a secret and it's kind of sad okay but whenever he goes to visit them next summer vacation i see so, be with so we're allowed to believe him. that that mario doesn't necessarily need to have that be forefront in his life but he, he at least has this touchstone now he has this connection yes all right um what did you think of the daydream sequences the the daydream yeah I think it was a bold choice to have 10 million tiny little Lucas dancing around as part of a musical daydream sequence. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, and I and I feel like that and kind of the style that that evokes like kind of was distracting from the plot sometimes. It was but... very different and modern in 70s, which mm-hmm. is not the vibe that the movie was yeah. giving us. It was just And I'm not really to... sure why they wanted to include it. It was yeah. fun. Maybe yeah. it was like a, a Disney short. That evolved into a whole movie, and then yeah. the whole direction changed, you know? Well, I'm sure you'll have um, some new things to say after you actually watch the movie. But before we before we finish off this first half, I do want to know a couple more things. First of all, what was your favorite detail about the, the dad? Which, which dad? Um, I guess Luigi and Luca's dad. I loved his fins. <laughs> Just realized how his... silly what I said was, but <laughs> don't worry about it. I love you his loved fins. his fins. That's excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're very... <laughs> oh 
boy. What was your favorite line from the movie, Ray? Uh, it's time to make a big splash. Yeah. Okay. Is that that sounds that sounds like it might have just been the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> it's from the trailer. It's not actually in the movie at all. <laughs> All right, let's go eat some soggy popcorn by the sea. Gross, at least it's salty. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Ray. How, how are you feeling after watching Luca? Was it raining in here or was that my tears? Uh-huh. I felt good. That was a good one. Oh, Ray, it's weird that there's little streams under your eyeballs where it looks like there's scales. I'm I'm not I'm not a sea creature. Oh. I think that's just tears crusting uh, on my face. Crusty crusty tears, yeah. Um, this is my second time watching Luca and I liked it more on a second watch, I think. What? Okay. I would like to know what, what you liked the second time, but can you give me a synopsis first? Um, yes. So, Luca is a little fish boy who lives with his parents under the water. And it it is established that there is conflict between humans and sea creatures. But Luca is curious about what, what it might be like on the surface. And he meets another boy... Uh, who's a sea creature who is living on the surface on an island in seclusion. And um, this other boy kind of lures him out (laughs) onto the island and shows him the wonders of, like, human life a little bit because it's on this this remote island. Um, And eventually they... Oh, uh, Luca's mom, once she finds out about this, threatens to send him to the deep. Uh, and so he runs away with the other boy, Alberto, and they go to this human village and they meet a whole other cast of characters, but also this village is very hostile to sea creatures. Um, so they have to keep themselves hidden and they're training with uh, a new friend that they meet in town named Julia to, uh, take on the Portoroso cup and win money to buy a Vespa and live their dreams of uh, just being on the road. Um, and uh, they do that, and nothing else really happens. <laughs> are you sure about that? Um, their identities are revealed at the end of the movie, and but they have uh, kind of shown their true colors of being just kind of good little guys who are just kind of looking out for the people that they run into. Um namely Julia and her dad, Massimo. And as they've proven themselves, Massimo's like, hey, everybody, actually, sea creatures are fine. Deal with it. And the whole town does deal with it. Um, and then Luca and Julia go off to school. And Alberto gets left in the dust. <laughs> he gets adopted by one of the best dads. What are new, you talking about? He gets a about? new dad. Because his um, dad I do have- abandoned him. I do have one small change um, hmm. from on your synopsis. Um, their true colors are purple and greenish blue. Right. Just... That's yeah, absolutely. Um, so when I said true colors, I meant purple and greenish blue, not them helping you, the people that they run into. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So that's the plot of Luca. What did you think, Ray? I really liked it. I mean, uh, unlike um, Wally, which we did re- quote recently. 
Um, the plot of this one was very telegraphed. Uh, safe is the word it was that very I safe. Yeah, is the is the word that I came to. Is like very formulaic. Yes, but it was still a good character journey. I think for yeah. most of the characters. Yeah. Um, I think it things t- tied up a little bit too easily. Yeah. I wish there was a bit more conflict there instead of just. Yeah doing the race it starts raining and then their identities are revealed and everybody gets mad and then they're not mad anymore i wish there was a bit more tension there yeah and the race too is like this is kind of like the plot thing that they're all kind of training for and how they become friends as they're training for it and other things happen in the meantime which create tension within the little friend group of luca alberto and julia um and then alberto runs away and gets chased out of town uh, because he is revealed as a sea creature or they see him as a sea creature. And so they chase him out of town and he kind of runs away and he has this whole little breakdown um, because his dad abandoned him. And now he feels like Luca's abandoning him. And like, it's this moment, but then it just kind of gets sped right on through because they have to get back to the brace. They have to do the uh-huh. race, even though they were training as a team, Luca and Julia join the race individually and even though rushed. they are at a very big disadvantage, uh, Luca wins the race anyway. Oh, technically, Luca and Alberto win the race, even though Alberto wasn't in it. it it's is, fine. It's <laughs> like, fine. You I know, wish... they, they, they just kind of... Like, there was a point in the movie where it felt like they were saying, never mind about the race, doesn't matter anymore because the sea creature thing is taking precedence. And then they went back to the race anyway. All of that was fine to me. Like, I did feel a bit rushed. Some points got brushed over. What I really wanted to see was Alberto and Julia have a conversation. Yeah. About their feelings. Mm-hmm. Because Julia did nothing wrong. Um, yeah. And Alberto was still upset for Alberto, his own reasons. Alberto and it was, was being really mean to her. Um, because it felt like uh, she was taking Luca away from him. Yeah. Which is... Fair. I just wish we had that talk. All right, exactly. They, they, they don't really give the characters a chance to to overcome the problems that they have. Like, mm-hmm. like there's a moment where Luca, when, when Alberto turns into a sea creature, by the way, it is like Bray said, like H2O, when they turn, when they get touched by water, they turn into a sea creature. Um, so there's this moment where Alberto turns into a sea creature in front of Julia and Luca, and Luca obviously knows, but this is new to Julia. And uh, he's trying to prove a point to Luca that he'll, they'll never be fully accepted, so they need to stick together. And it's kind of toxic, but, like, that's Alberto, and he, uh-huh. he has to overcome this, right? And Luca, in that moment, like, turns on him and, like, points his finger at him and says, there's a sea creature, and, like, you know, rejects him and, and, and sides with the town instead to protect himself. And it's like this this kind of moment where Luca does a really crappy thing. And he never really apologizes for it. Like, no. he goes to Alberto afterwards to be like, no, we're still friends. We can still do this together. But he never really apologizes for, like, betraying him like that. No. And beyond that, like, there's never really any... Apo- like, it's, it's like the movie pulls us through those emotional beats without the characters actually going through them. I agree. I think that's most 
Also, or I think that's also seen in the moment at the end where Luca and his mom make up. There was this whole thing about yeah. Luca running away and how upset they were, and also him going to the surface. Yeah, and it's all solved because he did a good job racing, and he's their son, and it's okay. Yeah, and I wish there was just more about it, and like instead of "Hey, I love you," which was a nice like callback to the start of the movie, mm-hmm. where like I just wish there was more conversations of Luca and his mom talking and being like, "Hey, yeah." I ran away and also you were like gonna do a very drastic thing right to me it's like they yeah it's not even like the movie does have time for the conversations because it does give us conversations it's just that they don't really say the things that we would hope that the characters would say there Mm -hmm. like Luca doesn't apologize his mom doesn't even really apologize no there's no I'm sorry in this yeah um yeah there's a moment where where his mom luca's parents are like in the town as humans looking for him and they're like knocking kids into water and stuff and that's kind of like a b-plot throughout the movie and there's a moment where she sits down and she says was i too harsh should i not have like threatened to send him away to live with his uncle in the deep ocean and like listened to him a little bit about him him wanting to go to the surface and his curiosity and had a conversation was i too harsh should i have had a conversation with my son and her husband's just like no you weren't too harsh you were just trying to keep him safe and it's like that's not a good answer to me payoff for that Yeah, yeah yeah it's aside from all of our little nitpicks you said you liked this more the second time i would like to know because this was a good movie still yes i liked it well, I don't know. I don't even know if I would go that far. I'm glad that you liked it. I really am. I, I, I feel like I'm definitely in the minority because I know that a lot of people really loved this movie. But I mean, I have my issues with it, like we've talked about. But overall, you know, it was a good flick. Why did you like it better the second time? Um, I think because I was ready for it to disappoint me in the ways that it was going to. Like, okay. on the first watch... Especially the first half of the movie, the first third of the movie is like, I, I think really compelling where like Luca goes up onto the land and starts learning about mm-hmm. stuff with Alberto. It's like setting up this really great journey and it, then they set up the race and they set up Julia and her dad and it's like a lot of great setup and not a lot of great payoff as we've been discussing. <laughs> Sorry, a little Midas decided to come in and do a recording with yeah. us. Yeah. Do you have anything Buddy. to say? Probably not. He doesn't meow very much. Bye. Um, <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Right. So the first time I watched the movie, I was kind of distracted a lot by how off some of the conversations felt like the ones that we've been talking about. And I kind of w- went into the movie this time with that expectation. And so I was able to enjoy like the... Because, you know, it is very tropey and like the, the music swells mm-hmm. and... It, it, it's an emotional journey and I was I was more able to like let go and just let the movie take me on that journey. Yeah. I, I got emotional at parts. I did too. I, I teared up, which I didn't the first time I watched it. I really... I mean, the so the animation was phenomenal, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. It was beautiful. It was great. Mm-hmm. Voice acting, wonderful, amazing. It's just the, the, the characters and story fall flat or short a bit. I think... The first time I watched this movie, I couldn't shake this feeling, the feeling that I had seen it before, uh-huh. you know, like it didn't feel very new. And it's because it's call me by your name. 
And it's the Little Mermaid. And, and it's, it's the Little Mermaid. And it's also Finding Nemo. Um, uh, the the monster sea monster love movie. And yeah. <laughs> it's also <laughs> okay. You said sea monster, and that reminds me of an, one of my gripes with this movie that I do think is worth talking about at least a little bit, which is. In the beginning of the movie, we hear Luca refer to humans as land monsters because uh-huh. we don't know, because he doesn't know anything about humans. And all we know is there's conflict. So the sea creatures know the humans as land monsters and the humans know the sea creatures as sea monsters. And pretty early on in the movie, we get that distinction from Alberto, like land monsters are humans. And then from, the, from that point forward in the movie, there's humans, it's human stuff. But there's never that distinction the other way they are sea monsters until the end of the movie they're just like ah eh, we shouldn't hunt sea monsters anymore and i think that's kind of busted like i think that's like i, I just i think that's kind of busted and it bothers me i think that's a different story i think that's an extension of this story i think that's the next step i don't because this was very centralized on luca and and his i, I think that is my biggest beef probably or where a lot of my beef with the movie comes from is mm-hmm. because it is so centralized on Luca. It's like he's the main character and don't you dare get invested in anything else because uh-huh. <laughs> it's too bad. I got invested in every single side character. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um I do like the aesthetic of the movie and the tone it creates with with the animation and the art is very gorgeous mm-hmm. and beautiful. But you're right in the fact that there's such a focus on Luca and his journey that some of the other pieces do not land as well. Right? Yeah. Like, I wish there was better payoff for, Al- for Alberto. Mm-hmm. I wish the parents had a conversation. The grandma was there because she was chill with humans the whole time. There's this like, moment at the end when Alberto has decided to... It's it's hugely impactful. Alberto has decided to sell their Vespa, their dream, that was kind of Alberto's dream so that he could buy a train ticket and school um, admission fee for Luca to go to school. And there wasn't enough money for both of them. It was just for Luca to go to school. Alberto was going to stay in town and work with Massimo. Alberto gave up his dream so that Luca could live his. And when Luca's getting ready to go on the train, he's like very grateful. And he goes over and he hugs his, he has a group hug with his family, his mom, his dad, and his grandma. And Alberto's off screen. And it's like, why are you going to do my boy dirty like that? Like, this is, like, he's just as much a part of this as, as Luca is. No, Massimo adopted him. That's a separate family, Joe. <laughs> well, why, why isn't there a, a shot of him and, and Mas- Massimo's not even at the train station at the end? Why not? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Oh, well, I don't remember him there. He was there. He said goodbye <laughs> oh, to Julia. He said goodbye to Julia. And then kind of just shuffles off with Alberto. Alberto. Like, I, okay. And sorry. he's in the background when when Alberto is like, I have to stay with Massimo. Yeah. Uh, which he's putting up a front of how Massimo adopted him. And it's not that big a deal. And it's a very big deal. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a very big deal. Um, I think part of the reason that a lot of people, at least that I know, gravitated to this movie is because of the allegory of it. Um, what it is, allegory, Joe? <laughs> it's a little, it's a little bit of a mixed message, I would say. But to to keep it simple, like it does seem like it's like Luca, and or at least Alberto is a gay coded character, and like being a sea monster represents living in the closet, basically. Uh huh. And 
there's this older couple of, of women living in town that uh-huh. you see them a few times throughout the movie. And at the end of the movie, they reveal that they're also sea monsters, sea creatures. And I, it, 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 it's, it, it just feels like, it feels like not enough in 2021 to me. And also yeah, the fact that they're if... monsters, the fact that they are like feared, like doesn't, it doesn't sit right with me. I wonder, I've, I've been having this conversation um, like all week with other people about what you can pass on media these days for mm-hmm. queer representation. And I'm wondering how much was stopped in Luca. I know, but that's that's just it. Like, I'm not going to give Disney a pass for this. Like, I no, don't I'm care. Not. Like, and, you know, they're kids. Like, I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying that Luca and Alberto should make out or whatever. Like, it's gross. No, but, but you, figuring out your identity. The fact that they want to tell... They, they want to get credit for telling a gay story without telling a gay story textually is what is what bugs me out. We it's have like, had textual it's there. gay stories. Right. <laughs> it's it's there. If you're in the <laughs> just, know, just saying. you can see it. But, you know, we're not going to come out and say it. And it's like, come on. There have been multiple queer stories with queer characters at the forefront mm-hmm. on media by now. Like, this is something... Maybe, and this is harsh, maybe like 10 years ago, we would have been very happy for. I think, I think, yeah, I think what bumps me out about it is, now, thanks. is it seems to me that the creator of this story wrote it as a gay story, as a gay uh-huh. love story between Luca and Alberto. And maybe like it goes on to become that later on or whatever. And then Disney, once they got a handle on it, was like, no way. Like, no way. And so they had to keep reeling back and cutting things out uh-huh. and shaving things off until it was acceptable to Disney. And that's what we're left with. I, I That's the feeling I get because of the two ladies that, that show that exactly. they're also creatures. Because, like, some in other shows, I can't think of them right now. Like, that's the best representation. Yeah. They're monsters. And nobody else in town was. Like, that was so weird. Like, I'm glad to see it. But, like... Also, do better. Yeah. Here's your representation. Uh, sea creatures that everybody hates and has to learn how to love. And the only reason that they're able to have a place in society is because the biggest, strongest, toughest guy happened to, like, care about them. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just been sitting with me since the first time I watched it. And um, Well, thanks I still for think... just muddying up the waters for me. And now I dislike luca with a passion <laughs> and now everybody on twitter is gonna come no, after so, me so i want to know like did any of like did any of that cross your mind or like like i, no, I of kinda, course it did okay <laughs> well i i don't know ray like you know i i can't i i kind of talked a lot there and i i, I want to know what was your gut reaction? Did, how how were you feeling about that part of things while you were watching the movie? I think that you shouldn't trust my 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 opinion sometimes because sometimes I just take the bare minimum and it's disgusting how okay I am with the bare minimum. It's not disgusting. It sucks that it sucks that we're in this situation and it's it stinks that it takes a movie like Luca, which could and should be a better movie than it is, to show us like that, like. We we still have a lot of work to do, I guess. Not we, but Disney, I guess. And oh, I personally have yeah. a lot of work to do. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Michael. I'm coming. Uh, 
There are six daydream sequences in this movie. <laughs> Which is a whole separate thing. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm uh, kidding. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> there's just been so much good representation recently that mm-hmm. Luca feels out of place. Yeah. I don't even want to give you a gold sticker for this one. It was mm-hmm. a good movie, but like you could have said and done so much more if they let you. Right. I know they didn't let you. I'm not mad at you, writers, unless it is your fault. In fact, then I'm mad at you. But if it's if not if it's not your fault, then <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go one step further, one step harsher. Ooh. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And that's our favorite line from the movie. <laughs> uh, Luca's fine. I still think everybody should watch Luca. Yeah, it's there, a good movie. There's your answer. Uh, I will say that I really love. The, the dad character. <laughs> I love him. and Luca's dad. Um, yeah. I mean, I think he was good representation, if nothing else. Not for a gay character, but for... But a good dad. A good dad and for... Like, so he's got one arm, right? And he... Love him. Does a lot of really cool stuff with his one arm. Love and him. And people are amazed by him. And, love him. Um... At one point, like he's like kind of the biggest, baddest, toughest sea monster hunter in town. And mm-hmm. at one point, he's on the boat with the boys, and he like they he catches Alfredo looking at his his arm, Alberto. his missing arm. What did I say, Alfredo? Alfredo. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> this movie constantly says like Santa Mozzarella, like that's Which something really that people funny. say. Um, anyway. <laughs> Julia specifically um, <laughs> says that so much, and it's so funny. And then to when me. she wants to amp it up, she says Santa Ricotta, which is a different kind of cheese. Anyway, there, uh, I would like us to see a, a tier list of Julia cheeses and based Julia on Julia cheese swears. Yeah, I, I want to know. I want to see it. Um, <sighs> yeah, so Alberto is looking at the dad's missing arm, and the the, the dad is like uh, Massimo. He's like. A sea monster ate it like just kind of like as a spooky thing i believed him the first time i watched Me too. it i was like that's real and then and then he's like no i'm just kidding i was born this way like this this is how i came into the world and leaves it at that great love and it. it's, it's so good it's that i think i mean i i have two arms but it seemed to me like it was good representation it felt like it at least i really liked the moment when alberto runs away and he asks where Massimo asks where he went, and and Luca and Julia are like, he doesn't want to be found right now. And he still goes out to look for him. Yeah. Massimo yeah. still goes out to look for Alberto, just in case. And it's just really nice to see him worry about these children who he has grown to, like, care for and yeah. make lots of pasta for. Yeah, and before he even, like, cared for them, he was, like, scary and intimidating the first time they came into uh-huh. his house because they were strangers, but he still fed them and, like, gave them a place to stay. Like, he was, he is an all-around great dude and, like, huge, huge spotlight of, of joy for me in this movie. Yeah. I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> really joe it doesn't issues with it i have a lot of issues with it i was just yeah, looking no. at some of the notes that i took and like there's a lot of there is a lot of subtle character building i think mm-hmm. what it is for me is or one of the things is that there's a lot of really good attention to detail and like a yes. lot of really good writing um but then when it comes to grander plot arcs and character arcs that's where the movie mm-hmm. kind of just relies on tropes and it's like by the end of the movie these characters have to be here and we're not going to really 
worry too much about how they get there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, You're talking about how Luca's parents just happened to be at the race and they got roped into being volunteers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that's one of, of many issues like that. But for the detail work, I, yeah. I, had, I did write a note that at the beginning of the movie, um, when Luca comes up onto the island with Alberto, he said, Alberto says, yeah, me and my dad live here. And then we find mm-hmm. out later in the movie that his dad abandoned him there. Um, but like... It's kind of in the background and you might miss it if like you might miss Alberto's story or at least, you know, exactly how heartbreaking it is <laughs> um, if you're not paying attention from the beginning and and, and how much bravado it, and how much of a wall Alberto has up. Yeah, um, he's a he's a good kid. I think you know what it is. I really love Alberto. I think he's a great character and I think that the movie does him dirty lots of times and i don't like it <laughs> so so this movie should have been called alberto is yes what you're exactly me. no it should have been called luca and alberto like <laughs> there should have been th- a three movie series called luca alberto and julia <laughs> um do you have anything to add fish are friends not food fish are friends not food Frey. Would you recommend watching this movie to somebody who'd never seen it before? Yeah, I plan on showing it to at least one person later this week. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, I'm I'm glad for that. Um, I would also recommend it, but with the grains of salt that we've we've laid out here, it would definitely be great for kids. It's a kids movie, I guess. So, I mean, if a kid saw this and wanted wanted to figure out some identity things, I think it'd be great. Yeah, I think it'd be great for a child to see this. Maybe two children. Maybe many children. Maybe lots of children. Maybe lots of children should see this. Maybe we shouldn't be watching this through the eyes of jaded adults who didn't get the proper representation <laughs> growing up and instead how there's representation it's for children the, now. The moral of the movie should be talk to your kids and listen to them. And that's not what the moral is. <laughs> the moral is sell your Vespa so your friend can go to school. The moral of this movie is Luca gets what he wants. The moral of the story is sea creatures are bad until you get to know two of them and then they're all fine. Yeah. Uh, so our recommendation is to watch the movie. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Mock Footage. Thank you, Ray. Uh, oh, you can also send emails to us at uh, mockfootage at gmail.com. Thank you, Ray, for spending this evening with me and watching Luca. Thank you, Joe. And thank you also to Ryan Shango for the use of the song Hat of Serenity off of his album Hat Shop. And also thank you to Ross Jerson for the, for the, for the beautiful cover art. Yeah. Thank you, Ross. And thank you, Ryan. And thank you, listener. Uh, I have to imagine that this is going to be a bit of a bumpy episode. We are Just like almost... the roads in Italy <laughs> Just going like down on a Italy. bike. It's a, it's almost two months uh, of us out of the saddle, and uh, we thank you for, for joining us as soon as we come back and for next week's episode as well. With that, uh, I think it's time to give our sign-off that we give every week. Ray, go ahead and lay it on me. Silencio Bruno! <laughs> Silencio Bruno, indeed. <laughs>